Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Brian Thompson alongside Kevin Noto here. This is episode six of the Conquer Golf podcast. I am very excited today. I feel like this is definitely going to be our best episode yet. We've got uh, a good lineup. There was uh, a repeat winner uh, at the uh, Dell Technologies last week, Bryson DeChambeau. We'll obviously talk about that, what sort of implications there are for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, Ryder Cup picks has been a, another sort of hot button issue uh, topic in the last couple days as we've uh, started filling out the rest of the teams with captain's picks, and then we'll we'll look ahead to uh, to the the rest of the uh, FedEx Cup and, and the Ryder Cup. So, uh, Kevin, uh, wh- what did you think about Bryson? How about uh, my pick? Yeah, that was impressive. Uh, you called the back-to-back win. Um... Which is kind of hard to see. Uh, it's always hard to win back-to-back. Not that he seemed like someone that would go out and party too hard and have a letdown, because he looks like he's on a mission, but still, really impressive. You also picked for your dead last pick. Uh, your guy missed the cut, so pretty much a clean sweep of your picks last week. It was uh, You picked the winner, and you picked the stinker, so... Well, uh, so, kudos. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a little bit of a Bryson DeChambo and tell you that I have a secret. But I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want to give too much away. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of that, like, did you have you picked up on that? That a couple times he he's made a a point of saying I I I don't want to give too much away and yeah. um, I think that's really interesting. Like it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a competitive game, and but at the same time, to think that he has some sort of a secret that. Is like gonna enhance his competitors' ability to perform if they know it, especially it... because no one swings like him, right? <laughs> so if he's talking about hiding a secret, he's hiding it from an eight-year-old kid that might like grow up <laughs> learning that way, you know? Like it's <laughs> no actual pro he's competing against would ever make. They yeah. couldn't make a change to swing like him. Yeah. Like it, it would have to be the next generation if someone was ever going to make that change. Yeah, I think... Um, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> but I've heard, him, I've heard him say that too. Like, he definitely holds stuff back. Yeah. So maybe he's just way smarter than we all. Yeah, I, know. You know what I think he's doing? I think he's setting himself up to come out with the Bryson DeChambeau Secrets of Golf yeah. <laughs> video series, <laughs> YouTube special... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, he'll be the next Ben Hogan, like, legend of, like, mastering the swing. I he's don't got know. the hat. He does have the hat. Yeah, <laughs> he truly does. But uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, he's playing He's playing really, really well. He's putting well, which, yeah, you know, that's always uh, one of the main things. His ball striking, I don't know. I mean, it looks really good. Those big, huge, heavy divots. He really does. It's yeah. amazing. That's the that. one thing I've noticed that I don't love about his technique and form is I think I think he'd have a hard time ever not throwing divots when your hands are that high. Right? Yeah. And have you noticed how much 
Shaftling, he maintains like through like even halfway through the hit. It's it's like it's a it, it's, it's a it's a body release. Yeah, there's zero hand release. There's it's like z like negative hand release yeah. almost. It's like he's like I know. It's it's interesting. But I then mean, he has gears, right? So when he won like the PGA Championship long drive, and he I've heard him in an interview say like I I don't swing anywhere close to a hundred percent. Like I completely have another gear. He's like I can hit it pretty much as far as anyone I've kind of heard him say. Then you watch him do stuff like, and he gears it up when he, yeah. when he has to, but it still doesn't look like he releases. So it's yeah. even more confusing to me because I don't know where he's getting all this power. Because yeah. physically he's he's formidable, he's in shape, but he's not like overwhelming. It, it's you know? a secret, Kev. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's it's just strange. And congratulations to him. I don't know how much of this is his technique, or just his work ethic and and mental fortitude but it's working it's rolling and single length clubs will be flying off the shelves it, it i think that's going to be really interesting <clears throat> is to see not only you know what equipment you know what people do with their equipment how they start to adapt it but to, i mean how many people are going to be at the driving range next week with their hands super high not using any wrist hinge trying on the to way do back single plane yeah <laughs> like, it, it's uh yeah i mean I've got to believe that that's not the secret because everybody already knows that he does that. So there must be something else. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think it, it's really interesting. A um, couple other sort of points of note with the tournament last week. It was nice to see Phil Mickelson uh, put together a real mm, solid Sunday. solid weekend and Sunday especially. Or you know? I guess Monday, but yeah. yeah. Right, right. Sunday, Monday um, with the Monday finish there. But um, he's... You know, I think when, when you and I were talking about him with, you know, kind of Ryder Cup implications and captain's picks, I think I I was certainly on the fence a little bit if he was going to be a pick. I just felt like he was a bit inconsistent this year. Um, obviously a veteran, and excuse me, he's made every every Ryder Cup team for as long as I've been uh, conscious of golf. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously he's got plenty of experience, uh, but I think, you know, certainly validated the picks uh pick a little bit um, yeah. by showing he's got some good form kind of heading into this next few weeks so we'll, we'll obviously talk a little bit more about that um what is there anything else that kind of stood out to you on the dell technologies um before we move on to to talking about Ryder cup stuff i guess one more thing the last couple ever since the rbc um i've kind of noticed dustin johnson's been like putting himself there after the first and second round and then just completely fading on saturdays um I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if he's worn out. Um, yeah. But that's just what it looks like to me. It's like... And then Sunday, he'll he'll make a charge, but his his moving day is moving backwards um, just from what I've been noticing. So I don't know if... I, I'm sure it's not a thing. It's just coincidence, bad golf being played. But it's interesting, and it seems like it's been happening in the last couple tournaments here. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. I think... Dustin's the type of guy. He doesn't even he doesn't he think doesn't about yeah. any of that stuff. He would never recognize a pattern ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, let's see. But you, you are right. He's had uh, this this marks uh, three straight weeks. He shot seventy two on Saturday or in the, in the third round. And every other round's been in the sixties. Every other round's been in the sixties. I guess the Bridgestone. He shot that bad round on 
Friday. Right. Which was five shots and seven shots higher than his next two rounds. It's just he's plagued by that that one round. And it yeah. seems to lately been happening on moving day. And, you know, I don't know. It was just something I I always look for him to make his charge. And lately I've been noticing he's been falling back. So n- nothing probably to note, just interesting. Yeah. yeah, I do think that is interesting. <coughs> cool. Well, so, yeah, yeah, FedEx Cup, you want to... Kind of cover the next tournament, is that what you need? Yeah, no, well, let's talk about the Ryder Cup first, because I okay. think there, we're, there's definitely some interesting things there, and then we can kind of look ahead to the the, the rest of the FedEx Cup and then also the, the Ryder Cup. Um, we've got three U.S. picks. I think we're all pretty... Uh, no, nobody's really surprised about who the three picks were for the U.S. team, Tiger, Phil, and Bryson. Certainly after the last two weeks, uh, Bryson was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil, I think they're, you know, I might have been a little bit on the fence, but I think it, it didn't surprise me at all that that he was a pick. I think when we looked at the other players that were on the list, there was nobody that we were really thinking would get picked ahead of Phil mm-hmm. um, on the, the list of contenders there. And then obviously Tiger has been you know, obviously in good form for the majority of the year. And um, yeah, that was certainly not a surprise, I don't think, to anybody. would have been a shock if he wasn't in the mix. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the European team, though, I think, as we were talking about, is definitely much more interesting from a, a conversation perspective. Uh, Poulter and Casey certainly are, uh, you know, reasonable picks. I don't think anybody was too surprised about that. They've had some good form this year, uh, have some Ryder Cup experience. Uh, I think you and I, Kevin, probably thought that the other two picks would be people that were showing a bit stronger form mm-hmm. this year. And... Um, Thomas Bjorn went the other way and went with experience yep. in Sergio Garcia and Henrik Stenson. What are your thoughts on sort of those picks and what that means for the European team? Yeah, I mean, Stenson's not been playing horrible golf. He's making cuts since his elbow injury, but uh, I don't think he's been the same. So he missed, he had to withdraw from a tournament, and since he's come back, it's been a whole lot of ho-hum. Um, that being said... I could I could see an argument for him for Sergio. Um, I can't see an argument at all. Uh, he's <laughs> missed on the PGA Tour, I believe eight. No, yeah, eight out of fifteen cuts or something like that. Um, yeah, he that... hasn't had a top ten since March on the PGA Tour. Um, on the European tour, he's had a little bit more success uh, playing those courses. Maybe that's the only thing you could say is over the pond, he's had more success than on the PGA Tour. But it's it's been the worst year in Sergio's career, I would venture to say. Yeah, I mean, he's he finished 24th at Wyndham. And, and he missed the playoffs. Yeah, hasn't hasn't had a... Hasn't had a, a top 10. He had the, the, the T9 to, to match play, which is like sort of an interesting event to count as a top 10. And, but he had a couple top 10s in March. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he hasn't done anything this year yeah. on the PGA Tour, uh, which is really interesting. I guess, especially if you're, uh, if you're Matt Wallace, who just came off of a win, third win of the season, uh, yes, this, this weekend... What are you thinking in terms of like what you have to do in order to make the European Ryder Cup team? You have to, you have to auto qualify. Okay? Yeah. 
that that's how I'd think if I was a couple of these people. Because clearly, at least with Thomas Bjorn, uh, you know, he just wanted the the old guard there. That's what he proved to everyone. Um, he wanted people that he's played with, and I'm surprised he didn't like pick Lee Westwood. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> there's a couple people that I think have really good cases to be mad. Rafa Cabrera had a good week at the Dell Technologies he, in the U.S., and he's just had a really solid yeah uh, thing. And he plays on the PGA Tour, so I have to believe that if he played full time on the Euro Tour, he would have most definitely qualified uh, with flying colors. Yeah. Um, so you have Cabrera Bayo that has every right. Like uh, Brian said, Matt Wallace, extremely. Um, I mean, he did what he had to do to qualify for that team. He he won the week before the picks were due, and it's his third win of the season. And he won by birding, like, I believe four out of the six holes to get into a playoff. A couple and then of birdied them. both holes in the playoff. <laughs> it was the most, you know ready for the moment situation i've seen yeah um it's it's pretty mind-boggling to me i mean yeah the, it's quite a stretch i mean i think even stenson is a bit of a stretch i agree um and and i mean sergio's all the way down at number 24 i i can't even i can't even fathom that i i just i, I know that he's got a rich history of being successful in the Ryder cup but I don't know. It just seems like uh, at some point you, you, you've you've got to get some some fresh faces in there. And Where uh, is it? Is it in France? Yeah, it's in somewhere in Paris. I forget. So what that doesn't is. even make sense to me. Yeah, you know, maybe I could see if it was like Valderrama or something yeah. in Spain, and yeah, it was like something. Maybe. Yeah, and I could get it, but yeah, France is next door. It's, yeah, but, but <laughs> still, I, I don't I, feel like they're more partial to him than you know. He's not going to ride the home. Yeah. I mean, crowd momentum. He might as well pick Jean Vandeveld, the Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. God, that is surprising. And I mean, your 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 favorite Euro, Thomas Peters, got. I mean, he's got pretty the far. He is. He, down, he's ahead of Sergio Garcia. On the he's Euro ahead of Ian list. Poulter. So there's two. European has two lists. They have European points and world points. Okay, fair enough. But even so. But and. And Thomas Peters is pretty far back on the world points. I'm just saying, after last Ryder Cup and then current form, at least, at least he makes an appearance here and there and scares the leaderboard. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he adds a dynamic that, quite frankly, none of their captains' picks added. Yeah. Ian Poulter, uh, Bunty, Sergio, fairly Bunty, um, Henrik is he he doesn't play aggressively. Yeah. He's more of a three wood six iron than driver nine iron kind of a guy. Tactician. Yeah, and then Paul Casey's just a good solid golfer. But it, it's interesting, and I think there's going to be, especially if European lose Europe loses, and if Sergio lays an egg, um, this will be a blunder. He's he's carrying a lot of pressure. Sergio is. That's the other thing. I'm like, sure he doesn't feel like he belongs, right? I wouldn't. If yeah. I was on the team, I'd. I mean, so. Yeah. And that matters, you know. Mentally, he's gonna feel like you just said a lot more pressure. Yeah. What do you is is Sergio still using the long putter? Is he, is that I, no no? So he is. I think he's claw. He's claw now. He's claw. Just I think he has just a normal super stroke grip and just yeah. What what do you just sidetrack for a second? What what do you think of the long putter and 
like what's happened to it since the, this anchoring ban. Like, I still see a lot of guys that are doing this, like, you know, the anchor that's like, mm-hmm. it's not really anchored technically, but it's like essentially the same putting stroke. But an inch off the sternum? Yeah. Or or even a half an inch or a quarter of an yeah. inch. It's <laughs> Like Adam Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's like, it kind of bothers me. You know what it reminds me of? Mm. It's sort of like when you were in like first grade Mm -hmm. and there was like a little kid that sat next to you in class and he was really annoying and he kept touching you. And then you were like, don't touch me. And he like would hold his finger like a quarter of an inch away from (laughs) you. And he's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh, so annoying, right? Yeah, it defeats, it kind of doesn't defeat the purpose of the rule, but a little bit to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is to get people to make a golf stroke. Like, that's what I thought the the spirit of that role was. Yeah. And, and that the, we were sort of, you know, collectively as a governing body, they were saying this, this you know, broomstick thing is not a golf stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you've got the guys that, you know, even like Bryson DeChambeau and Matt Kuchar and Webb Simpson are all doing the sort of anchoring to the forearm. And, yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really... It just makes me so uncomfortable to to see all that. I, I really just wish, I don't know what they could do. Maybe they could add a, a you know a rule that says you know clubs that are less than X degrees have to be you know no more than this length, mm-hmm. or you know both your hands have to be touching uh, adjacent to one another on the club or something. I I, I don't know. I. I mean, do you think that that's a problem? Does it, is it doesn't doesn't bother you? It probably doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I think when they changed the rule, I mean, I'm sure they didn't foresee it, but anchoring to the forearm to me, like what the rules technically you you can't anchor to your body above the elbow. Is that? Oh, you I know, I, I don't know about that. That make that makes sense based on what I've seen out there. Yeah. So all these players, they take a club, they work it right up to the fold on their elbow, and then they anchor it to their forearm. Yeah. Because they have wrist breakdown. You know, that that's sure. what I'm assuming. It, it at least solves you breaking down at the wrist. Yeah. But I wish they would have cured that. If someone goes out there with a broomstick and holds it an inch off their chest, I don't know. Whatever. It, it's I don't like it, but. I doubt anyone doing that will ever be the best putter on tour. You know, it's not like a secret sauce to, like, be better. It's still, your best putters will still probably be people who are just good putters. Yeah. It's more of a last resort, and it allows people that would not have their card to at least compete occasionally. Yeah, that's interesting. But Uh, the anchor to the forearm... I don't know. That's becoming more and more popular. I know. I mean, a lot of people are are doing that. I know. Good, good players. It, people it that are having. It makes sense. Yeah. It, I think it definitely makes it's like sense. Like the belly putter, you know, like. One is even better than the belly putter. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. But I remember Dave Pell's watching a thing when belly putter was in its peak, and he said, "If I was going to teach my child, like if I had a child and I was going to teach him how to putt, he said scientifically, cross-handed uh, belly putter is." the most sound way to putt now. Yeah. He said, if you grew up putting that way and that's how you putt, you're probably going to have a lot more consistent stroke than anyone else. And I'm like, wow. So I think studies like that made him not anchor it, but now it's like maybe this locked forearm thing. I don't know. I blame Kuchar, but... (laughs) 
It's all Kuchar's fault. <laughs> so, oh, man. It's interesting. Um, we could touch on U.S. Ryder Cup, too. Um, yeah. We got one more spot open. Is there really any doubt about who it is? I don't think so. I mean, it's got to be Tony, right? I, I think so. I uh, He's playing great, too. The, He's the, stepping yeah, up. He really is. I mean, the only one I could see maybe getting picked ahead of him is Xander Shoffley. If Zan... I think maybe if Xander Shoffley wins this week at the BMW, then you could make a case that he should be picked over Fanal. Fanal hasn't had a win this year, uh, which maybe that is an over overemphasized point about this. Uh, but I, I think, yeah. Is he the only one that could sneak his way in with a win? I, what if Snacker wins again? No, I don't think so. Too little, too late. I think so. Okay. I I, I mean. That would be an interesting one because I mean, <coughs> Snacker, he didn't. Did he play last week? I don't know if he actually played last week. I don't know if he played either. I think he took the week off because he he had like a. Uh... So then, if he wins, he would win twice out of the last three events he played, which is nice. Yeah, but well, he also took a week off because he was injured, injured think, yeah. or you know, resting or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, maybe if he won, but I don't even know that. I honestly think. Unless Tony Finau shoots two rounds in the 80s or gets injured, it's yeah. got to be his, yeah. no matter what happens. Yeah, I think so. Dude, even if he gets injured, a guy top 10 the Masters with like a dislocated <laughs> ankle, for goodness that sakes. Was, that was really impressive. It was insane. Yeah. And, I mean, to think that he walked that course and played on, I don't know, that was outrageous. I think, to me, he's a slam dunk. I thought he was more of a slam dunk than Phil Mickelson. Um, the way that he's played, and he's just been very consistent this year. Uh, like I say, hasn't broken through yet for the win, but it would not surprise me at all if he won this week at Aronimic. Um He's just he's just played really well. Yeah. Have you ever seen a guy that hits it farther with a shorter no. swing? No one. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy how yeah. much torque he can put in that. And it doesn't even look fast. Yeah. That's the even scarier part. He yeah. Just he must move it through the zone. And he must gain, like, continually build speed throughout his short little swing because there's very little jerk from the top. It yeah. kind of, the transition's fairly smooth. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he hits it so far. It's... Because yeah. his swing speed looks average to me. To yeah. me. But... A lot of whip at the bottom. There must be a lot of lot of heat coming late yeah. on that swing. So, um, names that got left off really quick, we'll just touch on... Um, First time Matt Kuchar probably hasn't qualified in a while, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we talked about him as a pick. He just hasn't played nah, that well this year. I think he got named captain. Yep, vice um, captain. Zach Johnson got named assistant captain. Yep. Um, there's one more. I don't yeah. know who. But, um, I mean, the other name up there, Shoffley, would, would be next person that didn't get picked. And then you have Kevin Kisner. Which, I just, if you had asked me earlier this year, I would have told you he's going to make the team. But the last four or five months have been pretty unfriendly to Kisner. Um, he just hasn't been there that often. Kyle Stanley, Brian Harmon, Kevin Na. No, no one else. No one else that you'd think should have made the team. So, um, yeah. First time in a while, Zach Johnson hasn't made the team, I bet, too, huh? Yeah, definitely. He's been kind of a stalwart. Yeah. Um, not that Jimmy Walker has, but 
once he won his PGA Championship a couple years ago, I would have put money that he would have made the team again. So it's interesting. But the U.S. team, pretty solid. Pretty. Is, is this the best U.S. Ryder Cup team ever? I think it might be. Yeah, because your captain's pick is Tiger coming back into form. <laughs> it's Phil. It's Phil. And it's a guy coming off two wins. So if nothing else, your your three captain's picks you have so far are by far and away the best yes. of all time. You have tons of experience, and then you have a rookie coming off two wins who knows a secret no one else does. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed he does. I wonder if he's going to share that secret with his U.S. teammates, <laughs> considering the season will be over. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's... It has to be the best team. I mean, even just looking at the, the people that qualified, I mean, you, you could one, argue... Two in the world, Brooks and Dustin, right? What about JT? He's like number three, isn't he? Or he's got to be... He's got to be up there. He was number two for a while. Yeah. He's number one for a while. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Masters champ. You've got Ricky Fowler, who's been coming off that oblique strain. I don't know if he's playing this week or not. Hopefully he is. Um and then, I mean, you could argue that your worst player on the team is a three-time Masters champion in Bubba Watson. Like, the, I mean, he's... he's the, yeah, because yeah. Webb's in good form. Webb's in good form. Jordan, even though he's had a rough year, is, I think has generally played probably a bit better than Bubba on the whole this year, although Bubba's had a few wins this year. Yeah. Um, three wins. Yeah, he's had three wins. That's kind of crazy. Insane. Yeah, he's like very <laughs> quietly had three wins. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those guys... I don't remember ever looking at a U.S. team and being like, wow, no. you know? Because I think you're absolutely right. It's like, this is sort of like a generational all-star team in a way. Like, you have the the absolute best players of this past, like, five years mm -hmm. and the best players of the ten years before that. Yeah, with kind of Bubba and Tiger and Phil. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I, I think it's, it's kind of scary. Um, I think, you know, on the other hand, I think Europe... A lot of people are kind of poo-pooing them. I think they've got a really strong team. I mean, obviously, these are the best players from Europe. Uh, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the captain's picks. Uh, at least, well, two of them, Sergio two. and Stenson. I'm, Stenson, I like. Stenson's I, whatever. I, I could have. I, I understand that one. Sergio just perplexes me. Yeah. Um, but but you have Fleetwood, who's one of the best players in the world. Definitely. Rory always seems to show up. Yeah. Justin Rose, Rom. Does anyone? Yeah. Those Rose, guys. Rom, top top 10 players i don't know if they are but they are you know um noren he's played on a big stage now yeah. um tyrell hatton he's, he's been playing case, well but he's, he's a been good playing player well. and then you have you know the kingslayer and ian poulter um, <laughs> exactly he turns into the like most a... hated man in america uh, <laughs> every every other year for one weekend yeah exactly yeah well, it, it will be interesting, especially as we, you know, see how these players perform over not only this week at the BMW, but also at the Tour Championship leading into the Ryder Cup, um, which leads me to uh, transitioning on to this coming week, speaking of the BMW Championship, uh, what are your thoughts on just who's going to play well, what you think is sort of relevant uh, to talk about as it relates to you know kind of progressing through the FedEx Cup playoffs here, I was looking at the list um, of players kind of on the bubble of that thirty top thirty. You've got some kind of interesting. Schnedeker is one. He's just outside top thirty, thirty two. Um, good finish would put him into the Tour Championship. Obviously, he's a former FedEx Cup champ, so that's 
sort of an interesting storyline. Yeah, Tiger, Ricky, and Jordan, 25, 26, 27. Is there a scenario where Jordan Spieth doesn't make it? To a championship? Yeah. I think that's unlikely. It's very unlikely. It seems crazy to think that he might not, but, like, yeah. He, he'll, he'll make it. He's too consistent. Yeah. He'll make um, it. I mean, Ricky Feller didn't even play, and he only dropped four spots in the yeah, standings. That's uh, true. Tiger stayed right there. Um, he'll probably make it. Honestly, this FedEx playoffs, more than any, has kind of been like a changing of the guard for me. Um, out with the old-ish, and then in with the new. Um, not through the first two rounds, but definitely on this cut. You know, you, you say goodbye to Jimmy Walker, uh, Matt Kuchar, Streelman, Charlie Hoffman, J.B. Holmes, um, people like that. And, you know, even people like Russell Henley, names you've heard for eight or nine years that have been stalwarts, uh, Ryan Moore, and then you bring in a bunch of names that are, you know, they've been on tour for less than four years, J.J. Spawn, Keith Mitchell, yeah. um, Abraham Anser, Aaron Wise. For, yeah, Bo Hostler. Like, yeah. people like this. So, to me, it's like the people that you see sprinkling on top of leaderboards are changing from that group we used to see. Yeah. to a new group and the best golfers are still the best golfers and they have been for the last 10 years you know yeah. but but that next pack the people who could win any given week they're kind of starting to change a little bit you know do, do you think that any but who, who are you picking from t- t- today where we are with the standings today mm-hmm. who's your FedEx Cup champ I mean it's really hard not to I don't know who plays it who plays well at the Tour Championship? Kind of everyone, right? Well, I mean, there's only 30 guys there. I think this has the opportunity to be, like, one of the most interesting Tour Championships that we've ever had. Because a lot of times it gets to be a little bit anticlimactic. Um, you know, you've got people at the top that have sort of cemented themselves. But I think now, if you look at the bottom portion of that top 30, you've got Rory, Tiger, R- Fowler, and Spieth, 24 through 27. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a decent week... This week at the BMW, move up a few spots. And they could win. They, yeah, and then win Tour Championship. They could conceivably still win the FedEx Cup. Um, that said, I think, I mean, Bryson to me, he seems like, obviously, obviously two wins, and it would seem like maybe a little bit unreasonable that he would keep that up. But I don't know. I mean... I mean, if I had to pick, I'd say Justin Rose. Interesting. Just... Just cause he had that one. I don't know what he had some sort of injury briefly, right? And and he took a week off for. I think it was he had some back spasms or something. Yeah. And so he kind of like not fell off, but just kind of took a week or two to kind of come back from that. But he was playing very well before that. He played obviously well last week, being being a runner up. Yeah. Certainly, I could see it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, the week before he missed the cut, I think. Um, yeah. But you know, he comes back, takes a second, gearing up for Ryder Cup. Um, he wants yeah. to win a he wants to win a FedEx Cup. So yeah, no one screams consistency to me more than Justin, Justin Rose. Rose. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think that's who that's do you got? You got Bryson. Yeah, you know what I would like to see. This sounds kind of weird. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'd like to see Bryson sweep the FedEx Cup playoffs. That is that that will never be done again. That, if he does it, that would be unbelievable. <laughs> but I think it's possible. I mean, he's playing well enough. Yeah. I mean, you can't birdie them all if you don't birdie the first two, right? So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, I think that it would be hard to sustain that sort of... 
If anyone can, get someone him. Like someone that quirky and weird, they won't. Yeah. They won't even think about it. They're just thinking about their mission. Yes. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. That's interesting. All right. Well, uh, what about picks this week? Obviously, we mm-hmm. talked uh, last week. Uh, you had, I think, who's your your winner was? I'm almost here. Uh, I had uh, Paul Casey. He took T21 at minus eight. And then Danny Lee, I had to miss the cut or to take last. He finished T49 at minus three. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, he wasn't. Not, not that bad. No, that's right. You're not trending great. in the right direction great, now, Cap. This is bad. good. He, he didn't win the tournament, luckily. That's Yeah, exactly. Brian had Bryson, kudos, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And he had Kelly Craft to take last, and Kelly missed the cut. So he didn't take last, but I'd say an MC. Yeah, and, and this a, cut is, is as good as you could expect for a, picking a last place in a 100-person yeah. field. So yeah. well done, the perfecto. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. This week, what do we got? Aronimic. Don't know too much. Um, looks like a tree-lined classic course. Uh, high rough. Maybe elevated greens. Uh, big, fuzzy trees everywhere. So, I'm going to go first. Do it. Dead last. I hate to say this. He, he, he's I'm Ted Potter Jr., Dead last. He's last in the he's standings. He's the bubble boy right now? He's the yeah. bubble boy, and he's moving the wrong direction. He was 62nd last week. He had the win at, at Pebble this year, and he hasn't done much since then. That could, I mean, he was a mini-tour legend when I was playing on the mini-tours. He was, um, obviously, obviously, he's got plenty of game, but uh, I think this week he's my, he's my last place pick. Nice. Um, I like it. First place pick... We talked about him last week briefly, and this might surprise you. I'm picking Rory McIlroy to win this Ooh, week. I like we it. talked about him kind of not being somebody you think about, but I think this is the exact kind of week when Rory McIlroy just comes out of nowhere. Best driver in the world. Yeah. Those are my um, picks. Okay. My dead last pick. Ches Reevy wins that award. Um, he's for sure going to take dead last <laughs> Um, first, this is kind of weak. Uh, yeah, I mean, past results. Looking at this, tell me Leish- you're picking Leishman won it last year. It may- and I, I was kind of was... leaning towards Leishman, but Ooh. I don't have him for a re- Let's go with um, Francesco Molinari. Francesco. Yeah, it's gonna make the uh, I, I the mean, Euros relevant again. In I the... feel like, yeah. I All feel right. like he's going to hit every fairway. He might yeah. be the first man to hit 100% of fairways. Yeah. No, could be. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's, I mean, it, we're getting into the time of year where it's hard to have a bad pick. Yeah. So I think I think our last place picks are much more challenging than our first place picks. But, totally. Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see that, and we'll set ourselves up for a, a good finale. I think this has the opportunity to be the best FedEx Cup playoffs that we've we've ever had. Uh, the most interesting um, and so time will tell. Should be a good week. Um, that's all I've got for now. Anything else? Parting thoughts, Kev? That's it. All right. So talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Enjoy every shot out there. I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. <laughs> talking. Just hanging out here. <laughs>